0: Hello and welcome to the Entrepreneur Risk Givers podcast, the podcast where we interview entrepreneurs who are willing not only to take risks for themselves and their businesses, but who are also willing to risk helping others. Now sit back and listen to entrepreneurs just like you who are giving back to their communities in big ways. Here's your host, Mike Wiest. This is Mike Wiest, and welcome to our Retreat Week episode. We've been focusing all month on how to take care of our neighbors, how to make the community that we live in a better place, and we're focusing outward so much that this is the week where we step back for a second and do sort of a self-inventory and make sure we ourselves are doing okay. On this week's episode, to help us accomplish that task, we have a special guest, and she is Jennifer Allen. Jennifer, how are you doing today?
1: Phenomenal. Thank you for having me,
0: Mike. We're so glad to have you this week. Very glad that you've agreed to join us and help us out this week. I think you've got a couple things you want to share with us to, again, help us have that sort of that self-inventory. But before we do that, I want to make sure everyone sort of has a sense of who you are, maybe a little bit about about your background or uh, anything you really want to tell us about yourself before we jump into that.
1: Okay, Okay. Well, like you said, my name is Jennifer Allen. I typically go by Jen. And over the last five years, I've had a very refining experience of having my focus narrowed in and refined to what my opportunity is to do (laughs) while I'm here. And that journey has been fascinating, to say the least. It's been an adventure. Absolutely. It's included self-study, expansive study. It's included trips, six months that we just returned from living in Asia, all of that. But most of all, it has been this journey and adventure of choosing to say yes to what lights up. And I don't know if you've had that experience of maybe even walking into a room of people that you've never met before, looking around and having a couple people within the room light up. Without even talking to them, you just feel this difference between them, like there's already a little bit of a connection. And it's fascinating to experience that. Have you experienced that before?
0: I don't know if I've been aware of it. Okay, okay. now and you I've might notice start, it. I've got yeah. to start paying attention now.
1: <laughs> Something to watch for. I think it's a practice, like anything in life. With me, it started as recognizing experiences that were starting to light up. And actually before that, I, I was just kind of thinking, where did this start? It used to be that I'd be driving along a road and I would see a hilltop or a mountain <laughs> and it would, I'd have this call of, I want to be on top of that. And I just felt this really strong desire. That's not the case for everyone. Not everyone sees a mountain and wants to climb it. But for me, that was the call. Mm-hmm. For some people, it's a math problem or a plot of land that they want to develop, maybe a garden that they want to create into beautiful living things. Everyone has this different light that calls to them in different places. I call it lighting up. Because okay. It feels bright. It feels bright to go towards the light.
0: So lighting up. So that is something yes. that's, so I want to make sure I'm understanding how you're defining it. So okay. it means something that's drawing you to itself. Uh, you have, you see something yes. and it makes you want to be a part of it or, or do it. And and so when you define it that way, for sure, I've definitely had a many, many experiences of things. Um, Too many of them are food related. Um, (laughs) No, but, but yeah, no, I've had a lot of experiences uh, where things have drawn me in and wanted to eagerly be a part of them for sure.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting that you bring up food because that is very much a part of our life. It's something that sustains us. We're engaging in food three times a day. Right. Yeah. And there are different poles from different places in us. The lighting up I would consider to be something that is going to bring goodness to us and others as a result of engaging in that thing. Okay. So if I engage in a long-term way, right? So I may feel like, oh, I am really drawn towards this cheeseburger or this brownie, but yeah. in the long term, it comes. The call comes from a different place. Yeah. Actually, over time, I've developed noticing where that calls from in my mind or within my body. I can feel the draw from different places and it helps me be able to notice where is this coming from?
0: Yeah. And and some things are obviously deeper than others, deeper than brownies. So when you talk about that, of course, that's so much about what the normal interview weeks of the show are all about. Even our challenge week, it's all about making a difference to the community. And so why is it that maybe one episode impacts people more than another? It's because this is something I'm drawn to. Why, Why is somebody drawn to Habitat for Humanity and then somebody else is drawn to helping with running for cancer awareness. They're different draws. So that that makes a lot of sense to me.
1: Yeah. So over time, I came to see this analogy of, we have these mountain peaks. For me, it was a mountain peak. But for anyone, it's like somewhere that is different than where you are, and there's a journey to get there. And it's likely that it may feel like an upward ascent. Because if we're not there already, there's some muscles that we have to gain some knowledge to be aware of some habits to bring into our life that will enable us to make that ascent towards what is calling to us. So that's the mountain aspect, what we move towards. But then there's this water aspect. There's this uh, like a lake at the bottom of the mountain and the mountain reflects on the lake. You have this opportunity of reflection and you can see yourself in that water. What, what is the reflection it requires for me to make that ascent? So this is just kind of a personal thing for me that, a friend and I developed this concept of MW project. Our MW project are those things that call to us and it's different for everyone, but it's that mountain that calls to us. And then the water is the reflection. It requires the the coming to center that is required to make the ascent that empowers us to have that ascent opportunity. So for me, that MW project, I started to have different ones. This is kind of my story of who I am those things that call to me are who I am. And after we developed this concept of the MW project, I recognized those things that have lit up for years, but I've never said yes to. So one of those being yoga, I realized I've had a desire to become certified as a yoga instructor for 10 years, but no, it never made sense to me because I didn't practice yoga on a regular basis. Why would I think to become a yoga instructor? Yeah. But after I realized this and thought, you know what? It doesn't matter. That's calling out to me. At the moment I decided to say yes, people and things showed up in my life where everything was aligned for me to say yes. And I took yoga teacher training. It became very clear to me that there was many aspects about taking that training, not just you're going to be a teacher and that's going to become your full-time job or, you know, that's not the case. Do I love it? Yes. Do I feel in aligned and in flow when I'm instructing in a yoga course or through meditation? Absolutely. I feel alive in those moments, but it also opened up other lights, other avenues. It introduced me to yoga massage, which I went and it became a part of our travels in Southeast Asia to become certified in some of those practices to study those practices that opened up something else. The more I engaged in following those lights, the more expansive it, it led for my life to be feeling. The more aligned I felt, the more empowered I felt. They build upon each other and they have helped me feel I'm truly living in who I have opportunity to be.
0: Yeah. I I think there's something, there's a lot important there, but one of the things that I think you're saying is that you didn't necessarily see all those lights at the same time. You were drawn to something. You had what you're calling a light. You're drawn to this, this thing, this passion as you move closer. And you said yes to that and you move closer through, you were saying reflection, this process of building and and preparing yourself to meet that thing. But as you drew closer, then you started to see other lights and other possibilities. Is that what you're saying? You didn't necessarily have this grand scheme out front, but you began to see it as you move closer.
1: Yeah. And as I developed the muscles to follow one thing, it opened up the self-assurance that, oh, this other thing that maybe I didn't even realize was lighting up that I never thought of myself as being possible to move towards that opens up. Oh, that's totally possible. I've gained the muscles to come here. So now I can see, Oh yeah, I've got this. I can move towards that. I can wrap my mind around thinking, yes, I can go there. So coaching, you know, coaching has developed and has been also that same fulfillment that just fills all my cells when I get, when I'm in that space.
0: Yeah. So you're finding fulfillment in that. That's that's important. You know, you're talking about this being sort of like building a muscle. You've kind of mentioned that a few times. And we don't start off, I guess I'm hearing you say you didn't even start off just being really good at noticing these things or being aware of them, but you've sort of increased in your ability to be aware of what you're actually want to be involved in, want to be passionate about and want to move towards. And so I'm wondering for those people who are listening to this and maybe just getting a handle on what this even means. I wonder, just so we don't have any muscles built up in regards to this, I wonder what we might mistake it for. I mean, can you remember back to before those muscles were sort of honed? What was it that it felt like before you were really aware of it, and what you would call a light now? What what was it before? Do you, does that makes does that question make
1: yeah, sense? Yeah, I, I well, for me, it was ah, it was always the the draw towards. It was more the response that I gave to it. I would interject this, the story of the one old man who's a guru type figure and a young boy who comes to this guru type figure and says, tell me your biggest secrets of life and how you've come to the life that you had. And and the essentially the man tells the story of the two wolves in his mind. And he says, in my mind, there's always a battle going on and it's two wolves and they, it is a ferocious battle. It's always happening. And the young boy says, well who who wins which of the wolves wins and the man says whichever wolf i feed and the two wolves represent the the goodness and the evil and or faith and fear whatever you want to label them as to me it's not so much what that looks like it's just what we're willing to entertain in our thought about it are we entertaining fear like i was about becoming the yoga instructor no i'm I don't have the money. I I don't have the practice. I'm not, you know, I'm going to go and look like a fool because I don't know any moves, whatever. Those were all the fear. I don't have the time, whatever. Um, Those were all the fear I was feeding that wolf. But as soon as I shifted to have the practice of there's something there, you know, and, and it also, it just takes starting to say yes to something that is for us. These, this retreat type, What what can you treat yourself that is not that brownie, but something that is truly bringing you goodness, truly expanding your life, empowering your actions in what you feel drawn towards, giving someone a hug, just starting to say yes to that when you you might be thinking, oh, what are they going to think if I just reach out and give them a hug right now? Or I want to repair this relationship, but I'm afraid they're still in that yuck, whatever it is, that's feeding fear. If we feed faith of, I'm feeling the draw towards this, I'm going to give it a try and they can receive it. I'm going to give them the choice that they can receive it or not receive it. But I can practice where I feel to move towards goodness.
0: I think if I were kind of summarizing a lot of what I'm hearing you saying, without having ever said the word, there's a lot of thoughtfulness involved in everything that you're saying. The awareness, thoughtfulness is sort of like, I think to live this way would require to be very thoughtful about actions and interactions and just your movement through the day that I think a lot of times, many of us, we just walk through the day. We have a task, we have a chore. Maybe I'm speaking from a man's mentality. I don't know, but we have a task or a chore and we just go to it we get it done. And then, and then we're through it. But I think what I hear you saying is walking through the day with a little bit more thoughtfulness about who's around us and what's around us and the opportunities that surround us would be a part of maybe building this this muscle right and so sure. and aware sure. of the fear like not not just pushing down the fear that you're talking about yes. but being aware of the fear and mm-hmm. willing to like explore the fear a little bit
1: yeah label it as what it is yeah. you know like oh oh when i say that i'm that's leaning into fear and i know because of how i feel when i think it I don't feel empowered when I think that. I feel disempowered. I feel a little degraded. Like I'm not worthy of that thing, you know?
0: And I'm wondering how many other, what we would consider sort of negative traits would be sort of the opposite of being aware of looking for the positive in that way. So like fear being one of them, mm-hmm. but but also like maybe even envy or jealousy. Cause I'm thinking again, as somebody who maybe hasn't exercised those muscles that you're talking about, And been aware of the opportunities, or been aware of what we really want out of life. I wonder if a signal for that, instead of a light, if we're not tuned to seeing that, would be being envious of somebody else who has that. Why am I even envious of this thing or this person? Maybe it's because that's something that I want, but I'm afraid to go after it. Or why am I jealous about this thing, uh, this Uh person, or this activity? Maybe that's a light that's actually trying to draw me to it, but. My fears keep me from it. I don't know. it.
1: True. Well, and and to be honest, sometimes those fears are, there's a purpose for them in that moment. But then something comes along and it helps us be able to move forward in it. I may, for example, if I feel drawn towards doing brain surgery, but I don't have the qualifications yet, should I be a little afraid to do them? Sure. But can I feed it with faith of it's coming and I'm practicing and it's coming as I put in the practice, as I put in the study,
0: right? Just because I want to be on the top of the mountain doesn't mean I am on top of the mountain. It just means I'm moving toward the mountain.
1: But the more faith I feed towards it, the more I can visualize myself there, the more I will draw myself there with the way the mind works. The more we see that, the more things will line up in our life and we'll let go of things that aren't serving us. We'll draw in those things that are to be able to move towards that place. Yeah.
0: Well, this yeah. is why I'm so glad that you're on because I would have not had any clue to, to talk to people about these sorts of things. <laughs> and so uh, I really appreciate your perspective. And I know there are a lot of people that are listening, probably, and they're just trying to figure this out maybe for the first time. And probably it sounds good. Like I know we all have ambitions or dreams or things that we're feeling pulled to, but we don't even know where to start with it. And so I guess maybe just, we have a few minutes here. Do you want to give us any tips about like, how would somebody get started building those muscles? Um, do you want to give us some tips or even if you want to take us through an exercise or something like that, just to help us first steps to get started being more, maybe more aware of those lights, those passions, or how to start moving towards the mountain?
1: Yeah. So like I mentioned, it's the M and the W together. The water is essential. Having the self-reflection. And oftentimes you'll hear this referred to as centering. And it's interesting that we have this negative connotation on that person. So self-centered, <laughs> but yet there's centering, which is a positive connotation. So I see what I do and what I, what I'm gathering tools to do towards my own profession that, that is coming into being is helping people self-center, but in a positive way to center in, into who they are we have these layers of who we are afraid we are. I'm afraid I can't do that. It, yeah. when, we, when we define what we can't do, we're essentially saying what we are <laughs> or what we are not by what we are not. So there's a layer where who we are in the center and there's another layer of who we are afraid we are and then another layer of who I'm pretending to be. So it's coming to that center of really learning who am I? Who am I really outside of these fears when I slough those off and, and slough them away? And the way that I, and many others, there's there's many who meditate and they do that for a reason. That You look up the studies and they are phenomenal of what it does for our stress, what it does for our longevity, our state of being day to day, our interactions with other people. But ultimately, it's because, to me and my experience and many others, meditation gives us, an opportunity to clear the waters and see clearly what's there being reflected in that pool. To pull in another quick analogy, you think of it kind of like a centrifuge. So a centrifuge is a tool used in laboratories where they spin. In some studies, my experience with it is we were spinning vials of blood and we were spinning them to separate elements and then we would let them sit. I see life as being like that, that chaos that spinning where everything is being mixed up you know that's life we're bumping into people we're bumping into experiences but when we come to stillness things can settle and they break into layers and then you can extract what you do want and what you don't want you can see them for what they are Mm -hmm. so yeah the the biggest tip I can give for the first coming to center to having that reflection that water element in your pursuit towards what you feel guided towards is meditation centering. Sometimes we think of meditation in a way that feels unattainable or feels silly. We imagine this person in yogi clothes and if we've never worn that kind of thing, it feels so distant from where we are, distant from where we are. But if we can wrap our mind around meditation as being as simple as noticing your breath, it it doesn't have to be quite so far away. We're all breathing and breath itself, powerful powerful, powerful. It's to just come to the awareness of our breath. I always used to think, why do, why do they like count to five when they're going to get angry? And why do they take a deep breath? But man, the more I've studied the breath, the more I see, <laughs> the more I see. And, and that is everyone's opportunity. I'm going to give, I can give you a couple of thoughts about breathing. When we breathe, we breathe in different parts of our body. Most often we are breathing into our upper lungs and we're, we're chest breathing and it may be quick. It may be slow. It's there's all different rhythms. We can either have an emotion and that leads to our breath or we can choose our breath and that can affect our emotion. They have studies that, that show and prove this. So if I'm in an anxious state and I find that I'm breathing rapidly, I can slow down my breathing Lower where I'm breathing into into my lower lungs rather than my upper lungs, and I can change my emotional state so huge, huge tool and and let's just kind of start with with that tool, but that's one
0: and I, I for sure experienced that as well. Yeah. I mean that's yeah it's it's amazing what just the awareness and breathing can do changing a yes. breath mm-hmm.
1: yeah, if you're coming onto a call, for example, like you kind of get into state, right? <laughs> and uh, if you put place your head on your belly, people will call this belly breathing. And of course the air is not going into your belly, but you can tell you're breathing into your lower lungs because it displaces your organs in your belly. And so it will press out your belly if, as you breathe into your lower belly. So that belly breathing is powerful to change state. What's happening for those who are just a scientific mind, not just the Oh, okay. You say, I'll do it. will it'll be perfect. If you need some proof, there's, there's all kinds of studies about the vagal nerve and the vagal nerve l- runs along our spine. When we breathe into our lower lungs, it allows a pressure to that vagal nerve. And when that vagal nerve is, is triggered, it sends a message to our mind. Oh, if I'm breathing in this way, I must be okay. And then it sends out the signals to the body to restore from being in fight or flight you know we're anxious we're breathing here high up in our chest to oh okay it's okay i can calm down and we can go into that restore treating ourselves with peace <laughs> state now if you combine this breath with a thought and i and i'm going to under the circumstances give this bonus combining your breath with a thought is powerful we've been in lockdown, right? We've been in in various levels of lockdown depending on where we are. And there's been not only in our, oh, go ahead.
0: Oh, just to clarify, for anybody that's listening in the future here, we're talking about the (laughs) coronavirus and we've all been locked down. Anybody who's listened to this live will understand immediately what we're talking about, but go ahead.
1: Okay, so we've been in this lockdown. How many times do people come to something that they want to do and they just get this no from the circumstances? Yeah, And we've been raised with an onslaught of no's as we're young, watching your parenting. If you're a parent, there's studies that show the ratio of yeses to no's to kids. The no's way overwhelms the yeses that they receive. To give yourself a yes breath is powerful. This is something I learned from a book, Just Breathe, written by Dan Brulé. Breathing in yes, exhaling yes, sounds like a funny concept. But imagine you're breathing as if you just received a huge yes in your life and breathe that way because we breathe differently when we're given a response. Like if I was told no, I'd be like, oh. it'd be short, it'd be little. Or if I just get a yes, I'm like, yes, no, it's yes. You, you can say it. You don't have to say it. You can just think it in your mind, inhaling yes, exhaling yes. So we can walk through Would you like a walkthrough of what this looks like, Mike?
0: Um, yeah, if you here, well, why don't we do this? Why don't you give us a quick walk through just so we understand what you're talking about. And then I don't know, do you have something that I could put down on to the, uh, onto the Facebook page group? Uh, like maybe a YouTube link or something like that. that I can drop down on that page where you take us through it a little bit more, where they can kind of mm-hmm. see what you're doing. And do you have something yeah. like that we can link down?
1: Yep. I, I'd love to provide that for you. Give that to everybody who's listening for sure.
0: That'd be awesome. Yeah, but go ahead and just take us through a brief sort of kind of explain it and and take us through uh, a little bit of that right now.
1: Yeah. Okay. So sometimes one of the helpers to doing some meditation, if you have the opportunity and you're in a, a place to do it is close your eyes and that helps to block out additional onslaught of thoughts and visual stimulus. So just going inside and start by noticing that, noticing your breath. Inhaling, feel it enter your body. Notice where your breath is going, just naturally at first. Inhaling, exhaling, and starting to find a rhythm. Inhale, bring the air into your lower belly. Maybe you place your hand on your belly as you feel it expand. Then exhaling, feel your belly lower. Feel the air as it exits your body. Inhale, feel the, the breath enter. And exhale, good on your next inhale. As the air comes into your body, visualize a yes. Visualize yourself breathing a yes. How does it feel to let a yes just permeate your whole being? And then exhaling, visualizing the same, a yes. And if you're needing something to attach this to, inhale, the yes, just giving yourself a yes for being human, (laughs) for being you. Sometimes we can have such critical that we even tell ourselves no, oh no, but inhaling, feeling the yes, that it's okay to be you, it's okay to move towards those things you feel guided towards and to recognize that even though there will be trial and error along the way, It's part of the journey. Continue with the rhythm of your breath, inhaling and exhaling as you fully become this state of yes, of empowerment, of being, giving yourself permission to be. And the powerful aspect about this as you continue to breathe and become more and more aware of how you feel, embracing how you feel, and allowing yourself to feel that way, practicing allowing yourself to feel that way, is recognizing that as you allow yourself, we also give that allowance to others more, becoming less critical of their attempts at being human. Of moving towards what they have passions towards. We may be more encouraging instead of critical of their journeys as well, whether it's our kids, our friends, those around us. And then we, you know, as you're talking about building a community, we can become this community of givers, giving encouragement, giving support, giving high fives, wrapping our arms around each other in our efforts be aware of your breath, take one more last big inhale, fully expanding, fully feeling, feeling the lightness, the empowerment, and exhaling one final yes, then bring your hands in front of your eyes, little space between your fingers, blinking your eyes open, and coming back to just visualize the things around you, and here
0: we are. Well that is amazing, Jen. That's more than way more than I expected from you today. Well, I hope that's just been a blessing for everybody who's listened. You've gifted us a lot this morning. Thank you for my your pleasure.
1: Voice. My pleasure.
0: Absolutely, Mike. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. And join the conversation on social media at RiskyGivers. Also, check out our website, riskygivers.com. This has been the Entrepreneur Risk Givers Podcast with your host, Mike Wiest. Hope to see you next time.